Alright everyone, welcome to another episode of the Bluefish Comics Podcast. This is, I think, the second episode we're doing, which is more of a news-based episode. We're going to be talking about some of the headlines that have come out the last few days. There's been a few. Uh, I'm here with Chris. Chris, how's it going, man? Good, how are you? I'm doing pretty well. Uh, Chris has yet to see Batman v Superman. I don't know what's holding him back. He claims that he's going to see it tomorrow, so we'll find out. Uh, it's school. It's school. It, school and work is tough. At our age, school yeah. and work is tough, and you know... It comes first, unfortunately. But uh, let's get right into it. So we'll talk first about, speaking of Batman v Superman, let's talk about yesterday Ben Affleck's agent came out and kind of dropped a few hints, letting everyone know that Affleck has written a Batman script, for uh, you know, a solo Batman script, and he says it's really cool. Obviously his agent's going to say it's really cool, but I know you haven't seen the movie. I think even from the people who... You know, obviously there's been mixed reviews about Batman v Superman. The one consensus seems to be Affleck's Batman. Uh, he's fantastic in the film. Um, and this idea that he'd be writing and directing and starring in a solo Batman film has been around, I think, since uh, the last Comic-Con. So, you know, what what do you think? Would you like to see that? I would love to see him uh, direct a uh, solo Batman movie. Um, he's a great director. I don't like him as much as an actor as a lot of people but i haven't seen this movie yet what a bum yeah. but uh, <laughs> but i do love him as a director i think he uh i don't know it's um boston produces some really good directors <laughs> well yeah i mean as far as acting goes i'll let you know he's fantastic in the film he's a great batman and you know he's right up there with keaton and bale if he gets this solo batman film i think he can really surpass them Pretty easily, to be honest. Uh, you know, if he's given, if he's given a story in which he can kind of flex, flex his knowledge of the character and his acting muscles, and obviously he has an Oscar for a screenwriting Oscar, and he has a directing Oscar, right, for Argo. Yes. Yeah. So he's got two Oscars to his name: Goodwill Hunting and Argo. And, wait, did he win the one for Argo? I'm not sure now. Uh, he did win one for Argo. I know. I think Argo won Best Picture. He won Best Picture, but he didn't win for he didn't win it for writing. Or, or directing, so he won best. He won. He has an Oscar for best pic, best picture for Argo, and he has an Oscar for screenplay with Goodwill Hunting. Well, he was uh, he did win a Golden Globe for best best director for Argo. So okay, so he's got yeah. a Golden Globe. He's got for director. He's got a he's got an Oscar for screenwriting and for best picture, which he happened to direct. <laughs> which you know yeah. won best picture so it's kind of weird that he didn't win dir director but whatever so you have this guy who's obviously a talented guy uh behind the scenes we just saw everyone who saw the movie saw that he's a talented guy in front of the lens i would love to see it a lot of people are saying that maybe it would come out like they'd fast track it because of all the negative reception of batman v superman and try to get out in front of justice league i don't know if that'd be a great idea i feel like people want to see the team up but I don't know. What would you think of? Uh, what would you think of it if it came out fast track the Batman movie and it came out before the Justice League movie? Well, the Justice League movie is slated for 2017. Correct. So they would have to start shooting in like a couple weeks, right? Uh, for this upcoming movie, I think that. Um, well, they'd probably have to push back Justice League in this in this scenario. All right. So they would push back uh, Justice League, but say. Still, it is um, May 2017. Right. Let's just say, let's just keep it where it is right now. Right. I don't think uh, fast-tracking a movie, it, it wouldn't work. I, I don't think it would work. 
Yeah. If they fast tracked uh, Batman. Batman. The you don't think it Batman would work movie. for the movie itself for Batman, or you don't think it would work for the universe? I don't think it both. I don't think it worked for the universe and Batman. Yeah, fast tracking is is kind of tough when it when it comes to these movies because so much goes into it, especially these big budget comic book movies. I probably wouldn't mind seeing it maybe in between Justice League and Justice League Two. You cannot push back Wonder. Obviously, Wonder Woman's already on. You know, they're they've been shooting it for a while, so it's safe. Suicide Squad and Wonder Woman are safe, but you really you can't push back, say, Cyborg, because then you kind of have the people are going to be like, all right, well, you're pushing back the first black superhero for a white guy who we've seen how many times before. <laughs> so yeah. I don't think that would, I don't think people would be too happy about that. I think I, the only superhero that you would be able to push back would be the Flash because yeah. Yeah, because we do have that TV show. That you do, but also he kind of like his cameo in Batman v Superman was really makes you want to see uh yeah. this version of the Flash. I think that they should find a way to fit it in instead of I mean maybe you push a movie back a month or two, but hopefully not like, you know, 6, 7, 8 months to a year or something like that. If you can find a way to kind of finagle a few dates around, release dates around and kind of just kind of fit Batman in somewhere, maybe in 2018. You know, I think that would that would probably be best. Hey, and even, even though you say 2018, and it's like, man, it's like two years away still. <laughs> you want, like, because you want to see it now because he was so good and there's so much potential. But, I mean, speaking of potential, personally, I want to see an adaptation of Under the Red Hood. We saw in Batman v Superman, you saw it in the trailer, so this isn't a spoiler or anything, we saw the Robin's uh, old costume. The Robin in this universe is dead. We don't know which Robin he is, if it's going to be Dick Grayson or Jason Todd or Tim Drake even. Personally, I think it has to be Jason Todd. That way you can kind of bring in Dick Grayson as Nightwing, which he is, because he is in uh, Under the Red Hood. He's He plays heavily into that story, and I'd like to see that. Uh, what about you? Would you like to see Under the Red Hood? Are there, are there any other um, story arcs that you wouldn't mind seeing? I would... I. Th- think as soon as i find out that robin that a robin in this universe is dead i've been wanting the red under the red hood storyline so long yeah as soon as they announced it so um i really want that story to be first the first solo batman movie i really want under the red hood i feel like it has to be just because yeah they i mean they teased us with that i mean i know it kind of played into his motivations in the movie in Batman v Superman and it kind of explained why he is the way he is and he's so cynical but it was a big easter egg to just focus the camera on for you know several seconds and I feel like there has to be some sort of payoff I know there are rumors of they're talking about maybe the um, the solo Batman movie would be a prequel because they aged up Affleck in Batman v Superman that you know they put gray in his hair and everything so um he could play maybe you know five ten years before uh, the events of okay. Man of Steel, which could also be cool because you, there's so much history. Now, because originally when I heard they were doing an older Batman, I wasn't happy. I was like, oh, Batman and Superman should be the same age. But then when I thought about it, I was like, yeah, there's so much history now with Batman. He's already had all these battles that you can elude to or tell. So, I mean, they could do that. But, I mean, Under the Red Hood would be like a prequel sequel because you'd obviously have to have flashbacks of Jason Todd and Batman working together and obviously Joker uh, killing Jason Todd. And then it would play into the future of it in the present where you have Batman, you know, Jason Todd coming back as Red Hood and uh, finding Joker and Batman, you know, inv- getting involved in this like struggle for Gotham and this revenge plot. So I, I just think that you have to go with Under the Red Hood. 
Yeah, um, there's also some rumors that the Joker in Suicide Squad isn't the real Joker. He's actually Jason Todd, who's gone crazy. Yeah. After, after coming back, but um, if it is Jason Todd that has gone crazy, you would kind of need then uh, to make the new Batman movie a prequel, like you said. Right. Um, I, I think that would be a complete mistake. That would mistake. confuse everybody. I think that would be such a mistake to do that. I don't think it's yeah. true. Um, the the evidence I'm using air quotes. The evidence is pretty <laughs> is pretty shoddy. I mean, here's the thing. First of all, for me, you have Harley Quinn in Suicide Squad hanging out with Joker. There's obviously a history between them. Obviously, we see Joker in the trailer jumping in after her as she turns into Harley Quinn. If you make that Joker a Jason Todd Joker, it just changes that relationship completely, and it doesn't really make any sense. I don't see how they would do that, and I really hope they don't. You have to have Jason Todd come back as Red Hood. Joker needs to be the original Joker. You know, no one knows who he is, no backstory. Just he showed up and he's insane. And uh, you just, I mean, there are other stories. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be, uh, you know, completely disappointed if they chose another great story. Maybe Court of Owls, maybe Hush, you know, any of those. But I would really like to see Red Hood. I mean, they could always do it again down the line, I'm assuming, with the success that uh, Affleck is having as Batman, that they probably want to get at least at least two or three uh, solo movies in there. So, I mean, Court of Owls, Hush, Under the Red Hood, there are so many to choose from. Those are just the three ones that pop in my head. But uh, are there any other stories that you'd like to see eventually? Well, um, one, one I would like to see would actually be, would actually have to end the universe like and the DC universe would be um the Dark Knight Returns. But they I'd just see... they just did that with this movie. Well, kinda, but at the end Batman does quote unquote die. Yeah. That's so, true. I don't think yeah. I think you need to end the love affair with Frank Miller. It's time to move on from Frank Miller. <laughs> we we did him in we did him in Daredevil. We did him in Batman Begins. We did him in Batman v Superman. Frank there are other writers who have written Batman and have written him very well. I think Frank Miller had his time in the sun. We've seen so many story elements from his books in major media right now. And I think, I just think we need to move on. I'd much rather see, because even, uh, even in the Dark Knight Rises, you had some, you had some of uh, the Dark Knight Returns with the two cops and everything. So I think you need to move away from Frank Miller. And I think we need to get some of the, you know, different writers. Because Frank Miller, all of his stories have the same tone and he doesn't really write any of the other characters well. If you read uh, in The Dark Knight Returns, Superman isn't written particular, particularly well. Uh, in All-Star Batman and Robin, Green Lantern isn't written very well. So he only really does Batman well. And Daredevil. <laughs> 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 you, post, you said a really good argument. He doesn't write any of the other characters well. Right, yeah. That's, so, that's the main um, thing for me. Yeah. But, um, and... Um, one movie that I would actually like to see, though, would be, uh, would you think that we get a solo Batman movie, but instead of Bruce Wayne, it would be like, say, Dick Grayson or something? Hmm. I mean, Batman is older, right? Yeah. So there's a possibility of him dying. Uh, It'd be tough because you'd have to introduce Dick Grayson first as Nightwing or else him taking over as Batman wouldn't mean anything. Uh, yeah, and, and his Robin is um, is uh, Bruce Wayne's son. So, 
Yeah, so yeah, and yeah. they really play well off the, they play well off of each other because originally you had Bat Bruce Wayne Batman is all dark and brooding and Dick Grayson Robin is you know the lighter toned fun kid and then when Dick Grayson took over as Batman the roles reversed whereas he's the light you know he grew up to still be a light a light hearted a guy and uh, Damian Wayne kind of takes over and he's like his dad where he's you know dark and brooding the whole time. And violent, <laughs> so it, it would be a great dynamic, and I'd really, I'd probably like to see that on on film. But I mean, that's that's assuming that this universe is going to go on for like another fifteen years. <laughs> uh, also, Batman Beyond that would be another that would be pretty cool to see too. I mean, yeah that that would be cool to see. Um, a lot of rumors have said that uh, they may go back to Michael Keaton's Batman and make Batman Beyond in that universe because now um you know they do have the multiverse going right so. that would work uh okay. i the, they have the multiverse going but it seems like they're trying to keep it to the you know you have your cartoons your yeah you have your tv yeah. you have your films if you introduce two universes within within the films that would just people's head would, heads would explode <laughs> you know so yeah. i think that would just be too confusing i think it would really work in his universe though so it's something i would love to see I would love to see Michael Keaton play an older Bruce Wayne like that, but I just I yeah. I don't think he can do it right now. But man, that that uh, oof, that's a good idea. <laughs> but all right, enough. You know, we're talking about Batman. How about we talk about his villains? Uh, Suicide Squad <laughs> comes out in August. We've seen two trailers from the movie. Both of them have been pretty fantastic. The second one in particular uh, created a lot of buzz online, and everyone seemed to love it. It was uh, to the soundtrack, or it was uh, played out to Queen's uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. It was so good. It was just fantastic. Now they're saying that Warner Brothers is requesting or demanding, I guess, reshoots of the movie because they want to lighten the tone. They're saying that, um, and there's a report, they're saying that the jokes in the Queen trailer were basically every joke in the movie and that it really isn't a great, um, it's not a great indicator as to what the tone of the movie actually is. And I guess maybe due to some of the backlash to Batman v Superman and the praising of that second trailer, now they want... They're saying they're throwing tens of millions of dollars into these reshoots to lighten the tone. What do you think about that? you think it's a good idea? Um, so they're spending a budget for an indie movie to reshoot on a big budget movie. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, so um, first off, it's in August, so I believe that the studio had no faith in this movie in the first place because there's two months of the year that movies aren't particularly good and they're usually February and August. In Ooh. January, you have Oscar bait. I don't know about that. Yeah. August is, you usually get the summer movies in August, though. Well, it's like the latter it's end. It's the latter end, yeah. It's the latter end, so the summer movies aren't particularly good in August. But you have to remember that uh, X-Men and, and Civil War are both coming out in May. So yeah. you know they're gonna have long runs. You can't put Suicide Squad out there in July and have it try to compete with those two. I I don't know. You know, maybe maybe you're right. Maybe the positioning does does say something about their faith in the movie. Um, it's also a very different movie than we've than we've seen from the genre. Uh, so that may that may lead into that too. But um, yeah, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's a good idea to tell a director who's worked on this movie for a couple of years now and has his own vision. And tell them, oh well, now now that we have some sort of reaction from the fans, we want you to go in and change certain aspects of it. I don't like that. I think that means that WB has their hands all over these things, 
And when studios have their hands all over the movies and they're stopping the director from doing what they want, we get yeah, Fantastic Four. Exactly. Exactly <laughs> what I was going towards. And yeah, I think Suicide Squad, I, a lot of people have said it from when uh, it was first announced, it could be their Guardians of the Galaxy. It doesn't have to be funny. I'm not saying that. It just meaning it, it would be like their Dark Horse movie where you're not expecting much from it and then it just explodes. Uh, yeah. I love the cast. I love the whole cast. I just don't like the idea that they're going in there telling them to do something different. The reason why people didn't like Batman v Superman being dark is because you have Superman in it. You know, no one had a problem with the Nolan verse because it was Batman. People only have problems with the darkness when it is Superman, a character they see as being a beacon of hope in all this, which is fine. That's fair for them. You know, that's, that's their opinion. That's fine. But I don't think a movie surrounding Joker, Harley Quinn, Killer Croc, uh, yeah, it's essentially the yeah the Batman villains. Yeah. Um, you kind of expect them to be dark. Yeah, exactly. Because They're psychopaths. Yeah, and the person who fights them is a pretty dark character. So they're in a dark universe already. Yeah, have they? Have they? Uh, who, who is the um, the big bad in that movie? Have they uh, confirmed it yet? Uh, Isn't it common? Because he's like the only one we haven't seen. His character. He was. They said they cast him a long time ago. And we haven't seen his character. In the last trailer, you see um, that subway scene. Yeah. And there's this weird, there's this, like, weird um, figure in the subway and, like, just takes a train apart with, like, a motion of its hand. I think that might be common. Which would be cool. I mean, we'll see. But I I just hope they don't ruin this. Uh, You know, if it comes out and it's great, then no one's really going to know. It won't, you know, be no worse for wear. No one really know what happened. But, I mean... You know, we go back to Batman v Superman where they have this uh, this other cut now, the director's cut or ultimate cut, whatever they want to call it. And you're like, all right, well, what is WB telling these directors they can't do and what are they telling them they can't put in it? I understand you don't want a movie to be R in this genre uh, unless you're Deadpool. It just works for that. But uh, I just hope that WB will kind of take a step back and, you know, pick your director. You're picking the director. But once you pick the director, let the director do what the director wants to do, you know? Yeah, I mean, uh, you can even look at uh, WB wants to look at a studio that kind of lets the director use their own creative uh, muscles. <laughs> vision. Muscles. Vision. Uh, vision is what we're looking for. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Marvel does it to an extent, but uh, you have had uh, Edgar Wright and um, Josh Wheaton speak out against uh, Marvel has their hands in the pot. Yeah, I wouldn't use Marvel as, a, uh, as an example. But uh, I would say... The only uh, one, really, Brian Singer is, like, the only one who's been allowed to kind of do his own thing. Yeah, Fox in the X-Men universe, Exa- anyway. Yeah, the X-Men universe. <laughs> Make sure we <laughs> because, uh, specify that. <laughs> yeah. But, no, he's he really... He's, like, for some reason, Fox really trusts him. And, I mean, for, for some reason, he put out some great movies. That's why. And uh, he can really do what he wants to do and, and give his vision. Whereas we saw with Fantastic Four, they, they chose uh, Josh Trank. And then they didn't really know if they liked his vision anymore, you know, right before the movie's gonna come out, and they ruined it. Really, no matter what you, yeah. no matter no matter what Josh Trank's original film was gonna be, it would have been better than what we saw. That's that's all you know. I'm hoping I like David Ayer as an as a director, and I really hope that whatever these reshoots are, they don't compromise uh, his vision, because that would be really disappointing to me. Uh, and then I really, you know. If WB has two, Batman v Superman is making making its money, but if Warner Brothers and DC have two negatively received movies in a row, maybe that's why they're doing this because they're scared now. 
uh, I guess they're in a tough spot, so I can understand where they're coming from. I would like to see them have a little more faith in their directors. Any last word on that? Not really. I, I just want to throw this question out there. Yeah, um, go ahead. Do you think uh, Josh Wheaton, do you think he's sitting back and just laughing on uh, how negative Man of Steel was received and hoping that DC fails because um, he did in like 2002 bring a script for Wonder for Woman, the right? Justice League. Oh, Justice League? Uh, Wonder, Justice League and the Wonder, Wonder Woman, Woman. Okay. to uh, DC. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there's got to be a little bit of animosity there, but I mean, I mean, he's a director. I'm sure he's been rejected by studios before, you know? Yeah. It's not like, like there's probably some animosity there, but I don't think it, I don't think it would be to the point where he's going on Rotten Tomatoes and hoping that the, you know, the meter keeps going down and down and down. <laughs> I think just because he probably, yeah. he probably just doesn't care that much. I think he's kind of, uh, stepped away from the superhero genre and I don't think he's paying attention to what's going on. You know, <laughs> he's done with it for now. But yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> but um, so we'll step away from the superhero genre, and we'll go into the sci-fi fantasy genre, where we have some Star Wars news. Chris, you've seen the Star Wars prequels, right? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. What would you say is your favorite part of those three movies? Of the prequels. Of the prequels. When it ended. Ooh. Yeah. It, it would be. Uh, it, it would have to be Obi Wan. It would have to be Obi Wan. I think if you ask just about every fan of Star Wars, what their favorite part, or what the only redeeming quality of the prequels, depending on whether they like it or not, um, of the prequels are, they're going to say Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan Kenobi. He was fantastic. He is Obi-Wan. Now he's, uh, now he's promoting his new movie, and a bunch of interviewers are, uh, are asking him, are you coming back? Has Star Wars uh, approached you? Has Lucasfilm approached you? Is there an Obi-Wan movie in the mix? And they came out a while ago when we first heard that Disney bought Lucasfilm and they said we're going to continue the episodic installments and we're also going to do standalone anthology films. And right away the rumor was Obi-Wan movie and then there was talks about an Obi-Wan trilogy before and then we got kind of the Han Solo, which I really don't care for, and Boba Fett rumors. Um, but now Ewan McGregor is doing interviews and they're asking him these things and he's saying... Uh, yes, first of all, he would love to reprise his role as Obi-Wan Kenobi, which is something you want to hear. He's not like, uh, yeah, you know, I'll do it. He's like, no, I, I love the role and I want to do it. And he's been saying that since he left the, the franchise in 2005 with Revenge of the Sith. But he's also saying that people are asking him, well, have you met with Lucasfilm about, uh, about the trilogy? Not even talking about have you, you know, we're, we're not talking about the episode seven voice vocal appearance or whether he can be a force ghost in episode eight. They asked him specifically, have you met about an Obi-Wan movie, standalone movie? And he said, I am not at liberty to disclose that, which is layman's terms for yes, practically. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, you, you're completely right. So we can assume that Lucasfilm is probably talking to, uh, to McGregor and co about that, uh, possibility. And then he also said, he says a lot, like, oh, well, you have to make it a trilogy. You have to make it a trilogy. And we heard those rumors from when, you know, this thing first started at Disney that it was going, that they were talking about an Obi-Wan trilogy. So it seems like, you know, we the, the train might start rolling here in the next few weeks or months. And, you know, hopefully we could get a confirmation or at least a, a source to come out and say that this is really, this is probably going to happen. We're getting a good chance it's happening. I personally, I think you have to do it. Obi-Wan is one of my favorite characters in Star Wars in general. I think Hugh McGregor's performance is fantastic, and he's probably one of the better actors to ever been in a Star Wars movie. You know, you think of 
you know, Harrison Ford, obviously, Alec McGinnis, or Alec Guinness. Uh, <laughs> no one in, I guess Ian McDermott, too. Who else would you say is a better actor than, than McGregor in the Star Wars uh, universe? <laughs> God, that's, um, that's a tough one. <laughs> I would, well, in the Star Wars universe? Yeah, um, in the movies. Well, we want to talk about the, uh, the cartoons and everything. Huh. Uh, I mean, Natalie Portman does an awful job in the movies, but as a as, an as like a whole, she is a better actress than e, uh, than McGregor. You think so? Uh, she ha- she's good. Uh, I'm she's, not saying she's not. I think she's yeah. won Academy Awards. That's true. That's true. And McGregor hasn't. That's true. There's definitely an argument so. there. You're right. Yeah. Uh, but in the but I believe that the reason why she's so weak in the movies is because most of her scenes were with uh, Hayden Christensen. And yeah. he's trying. He's playing an angsty person, and you know, actors play off each other. And his role isn't particularly strong. So yeah, I know we're going off topic yeah. here, but I've seen uh, I've seen gifts of uh, Hayden Christensen and Natalie Portman on the set of Episode Two, behind the scenes, and they look like they have excellent chemistry. So I don't know what George Lucas did, and I felt bad <laughs> for George Lucas because he's been getting a lot of negative. Uh, He's been getting a bad rap, you know, especially with the new movie coming out and everyone loving it. But after seeing those gifts of them laughing and they look like they had perfect chemistry, and then they, you know, he says action and they're like two wooden dolls going back and forth. What, yeah. what did you do, George Lucas? <laughs> what, what, how did you direct them so, so poorly? But anyway, let's get back to the issue at hand. Do you want to see an Obi Wan Kenobi movie or three? I do. I feel like it, if it's three, it's um, kind of redemption for the, the prequels. <laughs> it's like Disney's. Could be, it's yeah, like right. Disney's. Uh, Disney saying, "I'm sorry, uh, the, the prequels were supposed to focus on uh, Obi Wan, mm-hmm. but he kind of gets lost in translation, especially in Episode Three. Even in Episode Two, he goes off and talks to a yeah. bunch of CGI characters. Yeah. Ugh. But yeah, I mean, I think it would be great. I, I mean, you have Jabba the Hutt. You could tell. You know, he he would be he would be active on Tatooine. You have, you know, Boba Fett could be a young bounty hunter. That you want to bring in maybe for a little cameo here or there. Uh, we could always bring back Darth Maul. Uh, did you watch the season finale of Rebels last night? Uh, I don't really watch Rebels. I, I catch an episode here or there. Yeah, I kind of am the same way. They have really good episodes surrounded by a lot of filler. Yeah. But the really good episodes are really good. Last night was the season finale. It was absolutely fantastic. So anyway, I bring up Rebels because... Uh, and this isn't a spoiler because he was in the trailer... In the finale, Darth Maul, or he's going by Maul now, so Maul uh, appears, and he has a little—he has a pretty big part in the finale, um, and it looks like he may have a part in season three, but the point is he's still alive and about, and he kind of makes it known that he wants to go after his enemies, and I would assume that his number one enemy would be the guy who chopped him in half. Would you, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. You know, would you like to see uh, Darth Maul come back? Maybe a Maul, maybe Maul and... You know, a little Boba Fett cameo. I would be all for that. Well, the question you answered, you asked earlier, who was uh, what you like most about the prequels? Right. Darth Maul would be second. <laughs> it's a character. It's a character that we don't know. Um, he would actually be a really cool main villain for oh, a trilogy. So good. So I would really like to see how, Dis- essentially, Disney would right. uh, would do that. Because Maul doesn't get justice in episode one. No, he doesn't. And that's why they brought him back, because the fans really wanted to see him. And he also plays a part, if you've ever watched Clone Wars on Netflix, um, the more recent Clone Wars animated series, 
he plays a part in that too. And he has him and Obi Wan have some great uh, interactions and battles in that. And so there's more history than just Episode One between these two characters. And you're right; it would be great to see him. I mean, even if you know whether it's a trilogy or not, if it's only a standalone movie, it would be great to see Maul come back in some capacity. Get Ray. I think Ray Park has been on the record saying he would do it again. Um, the thing with Ray Park is that he, he's not a great actor. He can do all the stunts and everything. He's not the greatest actor, and he's the guy's talking now. In Clone Wars and Rebels, he talks. So we'll see how that goes. But I mean, there's so much potential. He's supposed to be on Tatooine for like at you know 20, maybe even 30 years. There's so much time there. We have no idea what he did. You could even have you can have a trilogy of movies that are each like seven years apart, or you know five years apart. You know, it doesn't have to be yeah. one or the other. There's so much potential here, and I think. You know, as a fan of Obi Wan, I feel like you have to do it. And I mean, are you? Well, I mean, are you excited about the opportunity of it? Yeah, I mean, more Obi Wan, the better. Yeah, um, exactly right. Yeah. And but what do you think of? Uh, like personally, would you rather see a Obi Wan movie coming up instead of a young Han Solo movie? Oh, definitely. A hundred percent, right? Because there's a there's really nothing new that we can learn about Han Solo is just seeing stuff that we already know versus um, Obi-Wan. We know what happened in the first part of his life and then we know how his life ends. Right. But we don't know that middle part. It's a 25 of year life. gap. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like, like you said, we know Han Solo's story. We saw him. The only thing we don't know about Han Solo really is what he did, how him and Leia kind of, I know we kind of do because uh, Kylo Ren went crazy and they kind of separated them. So we don't really need to see him in that period of time. They said he went back to doing the same thing he was good at, which is what he did before episode four, which is smuggling. He's he's a spice smuggler. That's not that exciting. We know that Chewbacca's going to be in it, obviously. Uh, so maybe they're going to talk about how they kind of met and the, the life debt and whatnot between Chewbacca and, and Han Solo. But I don't care. I've seen those three. I've seen those two characters in, you know, three, four movies now. They had a Star Wars Christmas special that uh that was great <laughs> so i just i i don't i don't care to see them and i also don't care to see another actor take up the role of han solo i mean do you, i mean for me harrison ford is han yeah, solo right harrison, I mean, go ahead yeah yeah harrison ford is han solo and especially since um han solo in the original trilogy was i think 32 yeah. 33 years old so we would see a han solo in his mid 20s you know, people be like, "Yeah, that's not Han Solo." Someone comes, yeah, up. it's only there's yeah exactly. There's only going to be like a five year gap, maybe depending on who they get, because some of the actors they're looking at are are thirty years old. So there's not going to be a big gap. Yeah. There's really it's just I just don't see the point of it. I'm sure it's going to make a ton of money. People are going to be excited. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it didn't get great reviews though. I think Rogue One is going to get. I think it's going to do amazing. I'm I'm excited to see Rogue One because we know Vader is going to be. We know he's going to be in it. We don't know how big of a part he's going to play. Hopefully, he's going to be like the you know not the main villain, but kind of like the the overseeing villain. So he'll have like a minion going after these uh the Rogue One, which would be great. Um, and then you have Young Han Solo, and then hopefully we'll get uh, Obi Wan Kenobi because I think the rumors about the Boba Fett movie I think have been squashed pretty much, which is fine with me. Boba yeah. Fett would work. He would work in a in like a Netflix series, I think. But again, his his character. I know I'm going to piss off a lot of uh, original trilogy purists here, but he doesn't do anything in the original trilogy. 
you know? Yeah, he's, um, I was reading something on Boba Fett. They're just like, he's the worst villain that everybody likes ever or the worst badass ever. Yeah. Because he literally says three lines and one of them is, ah, and he dies. Yeah, and the way he dies is the most unglad. They did not give him a hero's death in the least. <laughs> not in the least. Yeah. He got hit in the back with a pole that made his little jetpack go crazy and then flew into the side of a boat, ship kind of thing, whatever you want to call it. Jabba's little, what do you call that thing? Sandboat, I guess. Jabba's sandboat or ship hits the side of it and then rolls into a <laughs> Sarlacc pit. Great. Fitting end to a family of underachieving bounty hunters. So <laughs> I think that's a good spot to, to end it. <laughs> Talking about yeah. the Fets and their inability at doing anything, really. So that's the that's the most recent news that we have. Uh, hopefully in the next few days or weeks and months, we'll get more information on the solo Batman movie and the Obi-Wan movie. And then obviously Suicide Squad comes out in August. So all this stuff will hopefully be coming to fruition yeah, very Steve soon. So thanks for listening, everyone. This has been Bluefish Comics Podcast. I'm Steve. He's Chris. Chris, where can they find you online and social media? Uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram, both at the handle of uh, Chris Danger 01. That's Chris Danger 01. Danger. And yeah. you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, SoundCloud, iTunes, and uh, Facebook at Bluefish Comics. Subscribe. Give us a subscribe. Give us a, a great rating. Listen to us. Let us know if we're wrong about anything. That'll be great. Uh, and yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll see you next time, guys.